The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and we have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Certainly the three kings, the wise men that arrived to Bethlehem is, is a, a part of our Christmas story that we all love to see in our nativity scenes. And uh, as you can see, we have over here, the kings have arrived. It's uh, a part of the Christmas story, yet we call this the Feast of the Epiphany. And you, you might be wondering, perhaps not, but you might be wondering, what is an epiphany? Why do we call this day the epiphany? And some of you are probably wondering, why should I even care about <laughs> what's an epiphany? Um, I'll have an answer for all of you, I hope. An epiphany is a Greek word, and you know I failed Greek in the seminary, but <laughs> a handful of words you had to know to get through the seminary, and one of them was epiphany. And it's Greek for uh, manifestation or an appearance of. So a divine epiphany is an appearance of God on the earth. Back in the days of antiquity, they were excited and on the lookout for epiphanies. Today, we're probably not too interested in that. We have a lot of other things to distract us, right? But... Back in the day, if you were part of Greek culture and you imagine that up in the heavens there was Mount Olympus with Zeus and Athena and Apollo and the gods and their own soap opera that occasionally spilled over onto the earth, when that happened, that would be an epiphany. A divine presence came to earth, and if you believed in that type of stuff, then you would be excited for maybe in your own day to see one of those. And so the Greeks were hoping for epiphanies, but the Jewish people as well wanted the epiphany of their Messiah. 
They wanted the day of the appearance of the one who would save them and redeem them and lead their people. Of course, when we think of the birth of Jesus, that is the definitive and fullest expression of God on the earth. That is the one and only epiphany. And that's where the feast took its name. You might be wondering, or at least more of a scientific mind or a skeptical mind, when you read the story of the nativity and you read about how there was a star and it was guiding this group of people and it somehow came to rest over one little house and in perfect order, the shepherds come in and they worship Jesus and then they leave and right away the, the three kings come in with chests full of gold and frankincense and myrrh. It, it sounds a little unbelievable. Did it really happen that way? And that's certainly a historical debate as to when these magi arrived and, and even how many they were because Matthew doesn't say there was three of them. And yet, every nativity scene's got three guys there doing their thing. We have three because there were three gifts, so we just assume gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they've each got one gift, and so that's where three comes from. Matthew doesn't say that they're even kings, and yet we all sing the song, we three kings of Orient are. Why are they kings? We did read from Isaiah that does say that or not Isaiah, the psalm says, the kings of Tarshish will come and offer gold and frankincense. A prophecy in the Old Testament is that kings will worship the Messiah. So over time, the wise men became kings. We have three of them. I don't really have a historical answer as to exactly where they came from. Some say, you know, the East and Arabia. Others, if you're in Spain, they like to insist that it was from Spain People in Germany claim they even have the three kings' grave is in the cathedral in Cologne, according to them. And I even read recently a person from the Philippines claimed that they came from the Philippines, for sure. So it's, it's a little all over the map, and you don't have to believe any one thing. There's a, a lot of room for your own personal study here. But there is something that we all have to believe and take to heart, which is the attitude of these three wise men or these magi. What did they do in Matthew chapter 2, verse 2? They show up to Jerusalem, and before the king, Herod, they say, we saw his star at its rising, and we came to do him homage. We saw his star and we came to do him homage. That's a whole philosophy of life, you could say, if we reduce it to just the verbs here. We saw and we came. These men and perhaps women who came were people who noticed God making them an invitation and were not afraid to follow that invitation wherever it led them. And it certainly wasn't easy. King Herod is the opposite. The history of King Herod, I talked a little bit about him a few weeks ago when we talked about St. Joseph. Herod was not a true king of Israel. When the Romans conquered Israel, they put in puppet kings 
who would sort of keep the local order, but who weren't really kings. The Romans didn't want anyone of Israel who was of the house and family of David to be a ruler. That was a legitimate king. Who do we know was of the house and family of David? It was Joseph. He had more right, the foster father of Jesus, the legal father of Jesus, had more right to be the king of Israel than Herod did. Herod wasn't even fully Jewish, and he knew it. He was a petty little tyrant, half a man. When these kings come, the wise men come, notice what they say. They say, where's the new born king of the Jews? That was a slap in his face. They're basically saying, we know you're not the real king. Where's the real one? He was just born. King Herod is upset. He's angry. He's going to do that horrible act of massacring the innocents there in Bethlehem. The three magi, or however many they were, these people had faith enough to walk in the night, to leave their kingdoms, to leave their families, to leave everything behind, to follow a star. I hope that all of us can perhaps in 2023 have the courage to do just that. Whatever that star is in your life, that invitation from God to step out of your comfort zone and to do something great with your life. It's a little sad that in the time of Jesus, they were so waiting for the Messiah. They so wanted an epiphany. But if you ask your common American out there in the streets, would you like God to come to earth today and change everything? I think a lot would say no. They're a little too comfortable. Or they might say, well, not till after I finish my round of golf today, you know? I'm making a little joke, but we don't always like God to shake things up. We don't always like to have to leave that which makes us comfortable and secure. But a, a Christian is someone who is always willing to see the action of God in the world and follow that star. Let's 2023 be a, a different year than 2022 was. Wherever God is leading you, it's going to be beautiful. It might be a hard journey but, you, journey, but you will not regret it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.